Welcome to the Sobriety Elevated Podcast with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. We are dedicated to strengthening your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Thank you for listening. It is showtime. We are back. Kevin, how are you doing this fine episode? I am doing great. I'm enjoying another wonderful evening here in beautiful St. Louis. Hey, where it's down under six digits. It is right now because it's the evening. Because it's the evening. And because you're getting this heat wave to the extent that you're getting the heat wave, what do you say that we talk about summer and recovery or keeping yourself sober during the summer time? I uh, I love that. You know, I, I first got sober right when summer was starting, so I can remember those first uh, few months yes, of sobriety. And, and uh, my Woo. day actually back from rehab was like July 5th. And so, you know, oh, right yeah. after the, the holidays that are coming up and things like that. So uh, I think it's a great topic to talk about. A lot of experience in uh, early sobriety and then now in a little bit later of still pretty early sobriety three years in. But uh, a lot of experience right? in that. And as we talked about pre-show, I don't know that there's a season that you could say, well, I think that's an easy season for people in recovery. So I think as each season comes up, that just becomes a show topic for that show or that time of the year. Yeah. And, and not to discourage people that like recovery or sobriety is so hard. Like if you're working a strong program, again, I've said it, like one of the easiest things for me to do today was not take a drink and not do drugs. But it doesn't mean that you ha- you can let down or, or rest on your laurels, as if they will say, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, if anybody's working a strong program, it's going to give you a level of ease in your life. But the other thing that I promise you about life and recovery is things are going to come at you to the point that your sobriety may be threatened. And as we move through each season, I just kind of feel it's our responsibility at Sobriety Elevated to talk about the potential threats so that when that comes up, it's mitigated like instantly. Yeah, I I love that. And, you know, if you're like me, no matter what season, no matter what was happening, I found an excuse to drink or use. You know, I remember if we had a big win, we'd have to drink. If we had a big loss, we've had to drink. If the weather was nice out, we had to drink. If it was raining, we had to drink. You know, it was... um, anything and everything was an excuse to drink. But I do think that the summer uh, and all of like the glamorizing, you know, you see all those ads on TV and things like that. And it's, you know, you're on a beach and you crack open a drink and a things like one. that. Yep. A cold one. And, and people think, and they glamorize this in their head. And, you know, I, I, what they never show in those ads is then the drunk person passed out on the beach, sunburnt, uh, with, yeah. you know, a bunch of ant bites all over them because of something like that. So, or, or the person at home that night throwing up everywhere, you know, or the next day waking up like, what did I do? And calling your friends and like, did I do, was I okay last night? Oh, I used to hate those calls. I had to make those way, way too many times. And then you'd have the friends, the the, the friends that were like, you know, along with you most of the time, they'd be like, oh, it was no big deal. But then you'd show up somewhere and they'd be like, dude, you were a mess the dude. other night. Man, did you see you? Yeah, and, and they're and like, the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things about popping a cold one, that cold one can be a water. 
that cold one can be a soda. That cold one can be lemonade. It's just as cold. It's just as tasty. And it's actually better for you. Yeah, you've got to roll that tape through in your head. You know, that first one, if you're like me, it turns into the second one, into the, you know, there's never enough then. Then it just, it's off to the races. So, uh, but what you said, Jim, is so, is, is so important because we, we glamorize this stuff in our head and we think we have to be drinking or everybody's going to think we're going to be drinking. And I remember I first went to a couple of events that first summer when I got out of treatment, you know, I was three and a half months sober and, I, when people would be like, Hey, what do you want to drink? And I would say, Oh, a water or oh, a diet Coke or whatever it was. I was expecting for like everything to stop and everybody be shocked, but really nobody cared. And, and it was, it was something that was a lot easier than I thought it would be. That's right. Cause they don't care what you drink. That yeah, and if be, they do, that would be one of the biggest, and if they do, then it's their problem, not yours. Exactly. And I really loved what you said, and I always love this when you say this, but I seldom comment on it. But when you say play it through, there is a wisdom. If you're listening to this, play that first drink through because it's never the first drink because one equals a hundred, one equals blackout. And the thing is, oftentimes, why addicts die the first time they relapse is they go back to the same amount of whatever. And as your body heals, it can't handle that level of fill in the blank. Yeah. And so many people die on that one last time. And that's, that's the sad and harsh reality, not to, to bring this down, but it is the harsh reality. That's why you have to remember that first drink, what it turns into. And so, you know, this this summer, you may be thinking in your head, I mean, I'll just think of some of the things that I thought. I remember thinking, oh, at the 4th of July party, you know, what's everybody going to be thinking? Or, hey, if we're on the boat, or, hey, we're going on vacation this summer, or, hey, every year we go on a float trip, or every year we mm-hmm. do this, that, or the other, and you start to think yep. about it. And I, I think we, we can complicate it and all that, but it's, it's pretty simple. If you go in with the mindset, okay, I'm not going to drink, and you have some, you have some background where you've done some work, you've worked through some things, you kind of have some tools in your tool belt to overcome it. You can go there and just have some practical things and that's have a plan of what you're going to drink. Yeah. And then stick to the plan. And then those around you. Yeah. Now that is the key, right? And then those around you get a support system to make sure that you stick to the plan because peer pressure is deadly. And in the summer, right, one of the things about people that I'm going to use the air quotes normie, if you saw this here, you would just see one of the things about the normies is they don't see, they've not been where you are. They may be able to have one or two or three or stop. And they also, and the other thing is, honestly, if they have a problem, they're going to want to get you to drink so that you can, so that, see, you didn't have a problem. You know, you really don't have a problem because I don't have a problem. And if I can show that you don't have a problem, I'll feel better about me. Yeah. You need to get rid of those people out of your life as soon as possible too, unfortunately. And the, the having the plan and sticking to it, you know, when I first go to, even still to this day, you know, I always have an exit strategy and that's why people, you know, I drive, I'm always the one that drives there because if I feel like I want to leave, I'm, I'm ready to leave. 
I always have a plan of what I'm going to drink. I always have my phone loaded full of numbers of people to call. You said it, Jim, lean into your support system. You know, there were times I, I can remember, and I don't remember what event it was when I first was sober. It, it, it might've been, you know, right around 4th of July or something, but I had to went out and I called like three or four people and the fourth person answered because I was going a little crazy in my head. You know, I wasn't recovered yet. I was still going through kind of the ringer of, of, uh, early sobriety, but those people that answered and talked to me, um, they helped me talk me through. And that's what, what we basically did was play that tape through, you know, we went through, Mm -hmm. Hey, what's going to happen, Kevin, if you have a drink. And I said, well, then I'll have another, then I'll end up calling the dope man. And then I'll end up doing this, then this, and then it's over. Then my life's over. And bam. Yeah. Well, there's also the other thing that I was just thinking about. There's also the magic word. If you're in recovery, it's very critical that you learn a magic word around people who drink. And you know what the magic word is? No. Exactly. No. No has a power. And one of the things as you're in your sobriety is understanding the power of no. It doesn't have to be an obnoxious no. It doesn't have to be an abusive no. It has to be an assured no. And if you need to, practice it in the mirror. Go to the mirror in the morning as you're getting ready for your day. Look at it and say, would you like a drink? No. Would you like a drink? No. No. Today I choose not to have a drink. When I get to this party, would you like a drink? No. Yeah, and ha- that's that's great because you, you've got to play it through in your head. You do now. You don't want to obsess about it and play every little scenario in your head or anything like that, but just know what your answer is going to be. And if you're prepared, you know, they say, you know, plan, failing to plan is like planning to fail. So have a plan. And those people too, you know, there was a lot of people in my life now, and, and I get it. Everybody's different. Some people are a little bit like embarrassed about telling people they quit drinking and, and they don't want the questions or anything like that. And, and that's fine. You can keep it to yourself. And what you'll find is, again, people really don't care like you think they do. But for me, I put some people in my, in my life around me and I would just say, hey, you know, I obviously, I mean, I went to rehab and disappeared for three months, so it's hard for me to hide it. But telling people, hey, I'm not drinking. So a lot of people that were around me that drank a lot wouldn't drink around me, which now I, you know, I don't like surround myself with drinking or drunk people. They annoy me quite a bit, but if people are around me or something, we're at a restaurant, it doesn't really bother me at all anymore. But early on, it was important to me to have people around me that would support me and understand where I was at that moment. Yeah. Because having people, and the other thing is, is you can have normies that understand you. You just may need to sit down and say, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking now. I'm not drinking tomorrow. I'm done with that phase of my life. You're an important part of my life. And ask them what their feelings are, what their thoughts are. Allow them to express what's there and hear it with no judgment. Because they may, they may feel guilt. They may be unsure. They may be scared how to behave around you. But if you can have a conversation ahead of time and you actually listen to what they say and you not have judgment for them, you can create a space where quite literally you will feel nothing but understanding from people about you 
and your commitments to sobriety. You said that perfectly, Jim, about being, uh, you didn't use the word, but like humble about it. I think when I first got sober, I kind of wanted to be like this zealot and tell people like, oh, drinking's bad. And I was came across as kind of a judgmental jerk. And now I've, I've realized that there's a lot of people that aren't like me that can, can have a drink or two or whatever. Even some people probably can use like recreational ju- drugs sometimes. It's crazy to me because I just so, it's so foreign to me. But some people, yeah. they, they can do, they take it or leave it. You know, they can quit whenever and stop whenever. And honestly, some of those people, we've talked about this a lot of times, Jim, but some of the normal people out there that aren't sober or quote unquote in recovery or whatever we want to call it, um, are some of my biggest supporters and some of the people that, mm-hmm. that were so helpful early on. Again, there were people, you know, we, we'd go to dinner with people and it was like their, their, it was their night out, you know, and their one night a month, they would normally have a drink, but since they were with me, they wouldn't order a drink and, and just out of respect. And that was great. And so you just, your, your tribe of people doesn't necessarily all have to be people that are sober. Uh, it probably shouldn't be addicts or alcoholics that are still using, though. You probably shouldn't be around them at all. That would be tip number one for this summer. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. And you also, I love how you bring the word humble and humility into it. Because humility means that we, as people in recovery, we choose not to judge. And if other people are judging us, from a space of humility, let them, because I promise you, the mirror is in their face, not your face. And if you stay humble in your recovery during the summer, I promise you, you're going to have more fun. You're going to have more enjoyment and you're going to remember it the next day. Yeah, I've had the best probably three summers of my life, these three summers of being sober. I mean, uh, just today, you know, I took my niece, my nephew, and my daughter to the trampoline park. Um, I go to the pool. I remember everything. I mean, we're going to go on different trips, do different things. Um, everything's better because you remember it, you're present, and you can have so much fun. I laugh so hard now. You know, I'll be with a bunch of sober people, and we'll be just sitting around and talking, and we're just laughing, having a great time. And, you know, one of the biggest things is, will you know, that's a big question. I, we should touch on this, you know, how am I going to have fun without drinking? That's, that was yeah. a big thought that I had in my head. That's an interesting question because here's the thing. If you think about your addiction, when you were deep in your addiction, you may have thought you were having fun, but chances are you were just drowning out the miseries of your life. And one of the things about recovery is stepping into the authentic fun and the authentic life and the joy of being that is present when you don't have a drink and you can just have a laugh because it's funny, not laugh yeah, because you, it's not funny. Yeah. And you said it earlier, you were talking about a completely different context, but looking in the mirror. And that's something that, you know, I thought I was having fun. I thought my life was good. I, I thought all these things, but man, I didn't like the man that I saw in the mirror every day when I was using and, and, and drinking. And now when I wake up, I can look at myself in the mirror and yeah, I might think, oh man, you probably need to drop a few pounds or something sometimes, but man, I like who I am on the inside. And, and it's, it's so incredible how when you're in your authentic self like that, when you're feeling your feelings and you're understanding things, just how you can be there for people and you can be there for yourself and just, 
it's just so much better. And, and, and that's why this summer, if it's your first summer in recovery, I promise you it might not be easy and it may not feel like it, but it can be the best summer you've ever had for sure. And another point that I want you to think about is this is the first summer post-COVID. So literally, if you've gotten clean in the last year and a half to two years, you spent a majority of your recovery literally in isolation. And the one thing I will say about that is be kind with everyone this year. Coming out of COVID, they may be a little bit more wilder because they've been so suppressed and you may feel the need to meet them, but you don't have to meet them. You can actually have some compassion for yourself and for others. It's going to be an interesting summer. It's already been an interesting year. Being sober through all the pressures that society has right now, I promise you, you may be a little edgy, and if you do, excuse yourself. But also, as Kevin said before, I think you said this, give yourself permission to enjoy yourself, have fun, and remember it. Yeah, I I love that. And you said it, you, you don't have to do anything. And just because I did so many things out of obligation in my life where I thought, you know, somebody invited me to a party or something. Once I took, put my recovery first, though, I realized there's a lot of things that I didn't have to do, places I didn't have to go. And again, I thought all these people would hate me. And you know what? Some of them maybe don't were mad at me because I didn't show up or whatnot. But ultimately, they don't really care that much. If they're just there to party, they don't care. And so I've said no more than I probably ever did in my life. And I have meaningful relationships now that mean something. And when I'm, when you're fully present and you're fully there and you're enjoying life and you give yourself permission, like, like we both have said to have fun and, and you said, be, be kind. You got to be kind to yourself too. Yeah. And be kind to yourself in a sacred way. First and foremost, because when you can be kind to yourself, the world will be a kinder place, no matter how anybody else is behaving. Yeah, so this summer, I would just say that a few little tips and tricks, I guess, to, to kind of uh, come to a close here shortly would be uh, have a plan. A plan to to exit, maybe an exit strategy, a plan of what you're going to drink, a plan of of what you're going to do if certain things happen. Uh, have surround yourself with the right people, and uh, bring some people into your circle that you can trust, and tell them where you're at and what's going on in your life. And like Jim said, most importantly, having a plan is great, but then we have to make sure that we stick to that plan. Yeah, and let whatever judgment you have about yourself or the world go. Use this space of sobriety to literally just have fun this summer. So enjoy yourself this summer and know that it can be the best summer you've ever had in your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sobriety Elevated Podcast. Please like us, rate us, share us with your friends and family. By doing that, you make the difference. The more people that listen to this, the more we impact the recovery around the world.
Thank you and create an incredible day.